0: Power of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Hi, Hiya! How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm pretty good, thank you. Good, good. Not doing
1: too bad. I've decided this week that I'm going to try and be more upbeat.
0: Yeah, I think we've got a pretty upbeat episode this week.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think last, last week was a bit of a slog, Yeah, and I definitely just went off for like 10 minutes just complaining. So I'm going to try and be happy and positive and talk about good things. Yeah, Let's just about
0: things, right? I I really tried to tried to sort of keep positive or, put, or at least I didn't have to put <laughs> like a positive spin on things last week. It's like these things are <laughs> happening. This is fine. It's just not really for me. Uh, yeah. You know, magic will always live on as long as the cards physically still exist because communities are great. But mm-hmm. whatever, that was the, the TLDR for last week, I guess. Yeah, then you just allowed me to just sort of go off about how terrible things
1: are. <laughs> I just sort of ran with it, so.
0: Uh, um, how's your week yeah. been then
1: yeah good good i've um picked up some cards yeah i've um so i now own uh tega and a plateau again hey nice and uh on friday before fnm i was going through uh so manalik is my LGS, and i went they'd bought recently bought a collection
0: yeah
1: and they're in the process of sorting it uh, and I was being really annoying, and she be like, "Oh, can I just look through the cards while well, you sorted them? <laughs> like, as long as you don't move them out order, that's fine." Went through and saw that there was a uh, Japanese Time Spiral. Yeah, nice. So that was a card like I've wanted to put in my Riku EDH deck for a while. Yep, it's Japanese, so obviously I like it. Um, <laughs> I might weeb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm not like I don't. I'm not weeby in any of that. <laughs> If I swear, I swear. Like, I have no interest in anime or anything like that. Anyway, I just like Japanese cards. So I um, was looking through it, and I was like, ooh, this is a, a Japanese reserveless card that I'll definitely play. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, how much are you going to – how much are you, like, charging for this? <laughs> um, and then I just traded in a load of, like, EDH chaff I wasn't playing. Sweet. Yeah. Um, which feels good. Like I, I'll probably at some point be annoyed that I don't own a second Cobalt Coffers or something. Yeah, but it's
0: not a reserveless card, so they will exactly reprint that at some yeah.
1: point. So I thought, yeah, it'd be probably better to trade these cards into like a reserveless card. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, to the, the dual lands I traded in. So if, if anyone is part of the MTG UK trade group, they may have seen that I was trying to sell to, um, to commander decks. Yeah. Cause I just don't play them and I have decks that are very similar to them. Uh, and I, you know, spent what, five or six hours pricing up the decks between Star City Games and Magic Heart Market and then knocked a the chunk off because I knew that people wouldn't pay the prices that I was asking, you know, paying prices they're actually worth.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I had some people interested and then they just think about to me or just said that they was it was too much and they weren't interested. And I was like, fine. So I just took it into Mana League. I was like, how much would you give me for these? Uh, and it got to a point between the two decks and like a couple of like other cards I wasn't playing that were just sitting in a box that were worth like $20. I managed to trade up into a Tega and a Plateau.
0: Yeah, seems good.
1: Yeah, so owning commander decks seems a lot worse than owning reserves cards,
0: right? I would agree. <laughs> <So much> stronger <laughs> of that statement than uh, anything else I've ever heard, probably.
1: <laughs> Hates commander decks loves yeah. cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've uh, I played some modern. It was great. That's like legitimately. It was really good fun. Wow. Cool. Um, played some actual matches, and I've been drafting a lot, which I imagine we'll talk about in the main topic, and I'm going to stop talking now, because I'm sick of the sound of my own voice. How was your week?
0: Yeah, my yeah. week was was it was pretty good. Um, I didn't play half as much Magic as, as you played, which sounds really cool. Like I'm, I'm glad you managed to get some good games in and yep, have forwards. a good time with the game. Uh, yeah, so as far as I've done, I've done a couple of uh, Ravnica Allegiance drafts on Magic Online to sort of prepare for the winner box that happened at the weekend, uh, mm-hmm. and I've played some Vintage as well. I should go four-one in a Vintage league. With um, I'm playing DPS currently, which is Dark Petition Storm. Sweet. Yeah, it, it just I just really really missed casting like Dark Rituals and even Cabal Rituals in Vintage. Yeah, yeah sure yeah it's it's pretty cool it's just just kind of your standard storm deck, but I've been having a lot of fun with it mm-hmm. uh but awesome. that yeah that winner box i won the box yeah you won the box yeah that was the so thing proud. that happened I was quite quite happy with that um mm-hmm. yeah it was just it was a it was a really fun event uh it was like attended a lot worse than i thought it would be, so we ended up only having like eight players in the end. So that's why you won the box. That could well be why I won the box. <laughs> uh, no, there were a couple of other really good people who I would consider as really good magic players, um, especially good limited players there. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just like I you know, managed to steamroll the event. But uh, I had just drafted one of those decks that I was like, right, this deck is open, this deck's just coming together. And it was, it was really sweet. Forced Azorius. Did forced Azorius just like you always do? <laughs> just as I planned, just as uh, as I pretty much always do. Uh, so I, I don't remember what the rare in my pack one was, but like my, my pack one pick one was a uh, Chillbringer, mm-hmm. which I think is an absolutely acceptable pack one pick pick one. Yeah, it cost was really good, if, especially if you're trying to force something with flyers. And like mm-hmm. I know, like I want to play blue in that format, but, like pretty much regardless. And I was like, well. I can play this in a Zorius deck absolutely fine, or if there's a Simic deck open and I can get like an Aeromunculus second pick or something, then Mm -hmm. it's totally going to see play in that as well. Chillbringer, that'll do. Uh, And then, yeah, thankfully I just managed to keep picking up Azorius cards in pack one and just stay on color. Uh, And pack two, my pack two pick one was a Gate Colossus. Oh, order went into the Gates deck. It's busted. No? Nope. At that point I had zero gates and was like, I, oh,
1: okay.
0: I know somebody else at this table has multiple gates. I, I just, I don't want anybody playing with this card. I'm probably not going to play with it myself. Yeah, nobody's going to play with this. It was yeah, full I... on forcing Azorius, cop mode, engaged. <laughs> cop mode. <Yeah. laughs>
1: um, I think that's the thing. Like, I, I guess we'll touch on it like, uh, in a minute when we get to our main topic but I think that's that sort of had a gate that works a lot of time from my experience is yeah. you just like start taking a good deck and then in pack two you just open or get past all these nonsense gate cards Yeah, and you have no gates and then you spend all of pack three just taking the gates and it's fine
0: <laughs> sure. that's what my experience has been um, yeah I, I, I think like if, it, if I'd seen something like a gate breaker ram or um, like gate of blaze or something if I'd seen that maybe in pack one at all then I might have considered it but mm. I uh, I think I'd I'd sign myself to be Forcing Azorius as much as possible in Pack One.
1: Yeah, it's reasonable. Uh, I think so,
0: that... yeah, I, uh, got rid of got rid of that gate Colossus ASAP, and then mm-hmm. my my Pack Two pick two, it was uh, a Guild Mage. Ooh, sweet. Okay, and that, that, that okay? card's actually really good. Yeah, that yeah. card is great, uh, and yeah, it just it just turned into just a fantastic draft from there. Like, I think my pick after that was a Sky Tether. Uh, I got an Azorius Sweet. Skyguard, I got a High Alert, and then the pick immediately after the High Alert was an Azorius Night Orbiter. Oh, that's nice. And the pick, the pick immediately after that was a, was a Humungulus, and I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> all coming together nicely. That's really good. Yeah, it was really cool. And then my um, pack three, pick one, my rare, was Ethereal Obsolution. Oh, you can definitely splash that. was like, yep, yeah, I've got an Ozov Locket that I picked up in pack one. Nice. Uh, and I picked up an Orzhov Guildgate in pack 2, I can definitely yeah. splash this, so I okay. only got to cast it once in one of my games uh, but mm-hmm. yeah it, the card was, was amazing
1: Yeah. It's, it, so it sounds like you uh, got past all on colour cards yep. and no one else is in Azorius and then you opened
0: uh, the biggest bomb in the entire set and yeah. were able to splash it, that's sweet <laughs> <laughs> It, and was, you... You know, it was great. I had just had everything. I had like a law mangers Binding, had a Slime Bind. uh got a, de- a Deposed Deploy. Uh, that passed to me. Sweet. Uh, yeah, everything you could want. There was one Senate Griffin. There was a Azuria Skyguard. It was in there as mm-hmm. well. Senate yep. Courier, which I didn't see all draft. I was quite looking forward to casting that 3-mana 4-4 Fly over Vigilance. <laughs> that's sweet got past a sky tether I don't know how I got past a sky tether like the card is just amazing yeah you should just be taking that card really highly anyway yeah uh, and I only got one per persistent petitioners which I was quite upset about Yeah, <laughs> only one yeah only one yeah I was, it was definitely on the take as many of these as I can and just have some fun plan sure. but yeah I only saw one I took but it I did play it I uh, mm-hmm. and yeah I, th- I think this is my thing with, with petitioners I think it's right to play 1 or it's right, right to play 4. I don't think you should play any of anything in between. That's interesting. I think like there's there's enough sort of early interaction in your aggressive decks, like especially like the Rakdos decks that mm-hmm. you just wanted on turn 2 because it's going to block a lot of things yeah. in the early game and then you know it'll preserve your life in the early game so you can set up your board. And then, you know, worst case scenario, it just jumps to something later on. Sure. Uh, okay. Okay. I get behind that. I, I found that like the card worked really well for me because I had a Sentinels Mark, and I put a, so a lot of the games, I went turn two persistent petitioners, and then I had the Sentinels Mark for turn three, and it was yeah, just like, yeah, that card well, makes any creature really good. Yeah, swinging for two with a lifelink link on turn three was like great, <laughs> sweet. Uh, so yeah, like that was good, but uh, yeah, I think with the petitioners, I think I think playing one is acceptable, definitely. Uh, mm. Playing four is great because obviously you can you can activate all four of them and get there, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think you should be playing two or three. I'm going to prove you wrong and draft it deck with three of them. <laughs> <And just laughs> Please, I, would, I would love you to prove me wrong because I do I do genuinely really like the card. Wait, so if I draft an Espadag, right, yeah. that has three petitioners, yeah, and a Taser.
1: Yeah, because she's also an advisor. Does that count? Does that count as drafting a deck with three, uh, three? I guess so. Yeah,
0: because you want to yeah, okay.
1: have at least four advisors. So yeah. Sure, but it's still proving your rule wrong. Of you have to play four. Sure. Sure. Fine. So you
0: <laughs> said you said four petitioners, not four advisors. Okay. If you if you get three <laughs> petitioners and one rare, then yeah, sure, fine. Oh,
1: dude, I'm drafting enough for Reno where that's going to happen eventually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so- yeah, it was it was great. It just came together so nicely. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got some lucky lucky parents I think and then yeah won the box awesome we did do a prize split though which uh, was it was just sensible given the fact that there was only eight players the the Mm cut off in prizes between first place and second place was a was a a ridiculous stretch
1: I mean you could have just embraced full cop mode and just gone with the box and told them all to suck it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I could have but I yeah I kind of had respect for the, the rest of the people in my draft pod. Ah, that's where you're wrong. Just have no respect for everyone you're drafting with and just be an
1: ass all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I do on Arena. I have no respect for my Arena opponents. Good game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, before we start gushing more about uh, Ravnica Allegiance Limited, yeah. considering that is what we're doing, do you want to quickly go through social media?
0: Yeah. And I believe we have a, a new Patreon that we need to speak about. We do. We have a massive, massive Patreon shout-out. Uh, mm-hmm. So our Patreon of the week is the very awesome Dean Critchley. Yeah, who pledged a ten dollar per month pledge, which is yeah absolutely fantastic. Like words can yeah, express how grateful we are for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be getting you a signed card shipped out ASAP. Ooh, that's going to be difficult logistically. It is, but it's, it's going to be. It's totally worth it. Totally worth it. 100%. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you so much, Dean. Really, really appreciate it. You know, the, the fact that anybody wants to give back anything at all is something that, you know, we we don't take it for granted. No, not at all. I mean, I just do this podcast because I enjoy talking to my
1: friend about magic. Um, and the fact that anyone wants to pay attention, let alone pay us money, is amazing. So, yeah. yeah
0: my, my new personal hero. Yeah. Same. Definitely. Amazing. Uh, if anybody else would like to contribute or give anything back, uh, we do have some cool rewards as well we get various different tiers uh, obviously you can give back from as little as $1 per month so that's roughly 25 cents per episode mm-hmm. uh, depending which month you're in uh, for that we'll have our eternal thanks uh, for $4 a month you'll get access to our Patreon feed where we'll be posting some exclusive content uh, we did do a ranked uh, draft for Ravnica Agents on Arena God, that, was fun. that was, uh, <laughs> Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna watch some fun and some, some nonsense for drafting uh, on arena, I'd mm-hmm. say give the definitely go and check that out. Yep. Uh yeah, we have a few sort of higher tiers, obviously the ten dollar tier as well. There is a twenty dollar tier. If you wanna come on the podcast and just just tell us what's wrong. Please oh, yeah, please right. do. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you go wanna go and check that out, it's patreon.com slash arrow devastation anything at all we are you know we're massively thankful we do appreciate Definitely. it mm-hmm. if you do just want to get in touch though and you know tell us we're wrong over various other methods of social media uh, you can get at me on twitter on twitter i am at peach garden oaf that's over an F. Uh, or on facebook i am joe loudon you'll find me in pretty much any of the magic groups uh, i uh, i'm guaranteed to be talking about something reserve list or misprinted or some something odd or rare yeah that sounds about right come find me Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on twitter at sneal69
1: nice I'm just arguing with people on the internet <laughs> that's,
0: that's, literally that's my
1: entire life on the internet
0: just arguing with people well I'm sure there are there are far more productive things I mean far less productive things you could be all every time right I just like getting angry I just like
1: becoming myself sort of angry and shouting at people on the internet with with uh, complete anonymity sure. <laughs> just like everyone else fair yeah sweet and you can also follow the podcast at Cast on twitter you can or the facebook page is hour of devastation which i'm definitely keeping up to date with and updating regularly yeah. doing it properly it's great i just get to like on uh, on wednesday when the, when the podcast comes out it gets to about 11 o'clock when i'm at work and i'm like oh crap i haven't actually done anything <laughs> and
0: i just start spamming
1: everywhere with the podcast
0: yeah so i guess we'll get on to our main topic this week Mm-hmm. Which is kind of be, it's just going to be a continuation of what we were talking about there really, uh, Ravnica yep. Allegiance Limited. God, it's good. We've got a, a couple of things lined up, so we're going to just go in on the format, mm-hmm. but first, should we crack some packs? Yeah, we haven't done that in uh, ages. Yeah, so we haven't cracked any a crack f- pack for a very long time, but I figured mm-hmm. we're going to do an episode about Ravnica Allegiance Limited, so why not do some cracker packs? Absolutely, and you've you know got all your sweet winnings from the weekend. I do, yeah. I've got uh, the sweet winnings for second place. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to um, try and do
1: this without having Mythic Spoiler open. Sure. <laughs> and see if I can remember all the cards and be really smart.
0: Sure. All right, you ready for this first pack? Yeah. There we go. Oh, it's a sound that never gets old. That's so good. Uh, so first up, we have Gore Clan Wrecker. Mm. Three and a red for a human warrior, it's a two-two with riot and menace.
1: That card's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: I like it more cool than Ragnostex,
0: but I'm not if I have to first pick it, I'm dropping from the draft. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Azorius Locket. Mm-hmm. Three mana for an artifact, tops for blue or white. Yep, uh, even if we're forcing Azorius, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it agreed. I'm definitely an Azorius forcer, but I would never never first pick a Locket. Yep. next up Titanic Brawl that's one and a green for an instant a spell costs one less to cast if it targets a creature you control a plus one plus one counter on it target mm-hmm. creature you control fights a target creature you don't control really good especially with Riot and Adapt but I'm still not first picking it agreed uh, next up is Viscopa Vizco- Vampire that's two and a white or a black for a 3-1 Vampire of Lifelink I'm playing this card if I have not drafted enough playables uh, yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> basically like about it acceptable 23rd maybe Oh, it just it just dies to
1: afterlife spirit tokens and yeah. like it dies to a lot of stuff and just isn't very good. But it gains you three life and it's fine. But
0: I I don't want to play it. Agreed. Uh, next up is Footlight Fiend. That is black Ooh. or red for a one-one devil. When it dies, it deals one damage to any target. Big fan of this card actually. I think I'm I'm taking it so far. It's just good in the um
1: the Rakdos like aggressive Rakdos deck. Yeah. It, Get your spectacle online.
0: Really good, with play juggler. Yeah. I was just a big fan of this card. I agree that we, it probably is just the best card so far, but I am still just sad it's just not Rakdos Cackler. We can't always have Rakdos Cackler. I know. <laughs> I honestly can't believe that's like your favorite card. It's so weird. <laughs> it, it was just great. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I did prefer the Shred Freak to be honest, but Cackler uh, was. You got some value from Cackler.
1: I mean, Shred Freak was just a lot more metal, right?
0: Yeah, it's just a lot cooler so next up we have spear spewer that is one red for a zero two 2 defender it's a goblin warrior and you can tap it to deal 1 damage to each player uh, it's, it's, it's fine if you really want to like force um, spectacle
1: like, I'm, I'm not first picking it ever but if you really want to like leverage your spectacle cards if you have a lot of them it's fine
0: yeah. but I find a
1: lot of time in this format you're racing I think it's um, just a like- bad card uh, it's it's it is it's honestly okay. Like it's an O two and it doesn't really block very well. But like a lot of the time you're racing and doing one damage to yourself as well as your opponent is like a big liability a
0: lot of the time. Yeah, definitely, especially when they just fly over you and it hasn't even got reach. Like
1: Oh if it gets the flyers deck you're just embarrassed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you just you just scoop. No, it's not good. Not good. Mm-hmm. Next up we've got rubble reading, that's three in a red for a sorcery, destroy target land, scry two. Right. These cards are notor- like just historically bad, right?
1: You just ah, don't play Land Destruction. You just don't play Land Destruction in limited formats. No. Um I have had several games on Arena where that has been cast multiple times against me. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so it might be kind of if you like cast three of them in a row, one you're probably dying, but you might keep your like gates opponent off um their colours and stuff. Yeah. And you get to scry but like the red decks are aggressive like you're not playing a red control deck you're playing a rule deck which is like you know a turn four or five deck where you're just smashing with creatures or a rat dust deck where you're like trying to start playing aggro on turn two yeah so why the hell are you taking a turn off to destroy a land? there's no good lands in the
0: set no I, I think my thinking is if you're if your main deck i mean if your main deck in multiple of these there's no way you're going to win this draft and if you if your main deck in one of them like you're never going to win it just really like that just four mana a scry yeah <laughs>
1: that's what we want right
0: yeah Nah, this card's really bad. Oh, I've never taken this card. Agreed. So Next up, we have Cerule Caretaker. It's a green for a defender. You can tap it. Uh, tap and untap you Control. Add one mana of any colour. It's a zero three. 3 card's are awful. Please move on. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, next up, Syndicate Messenger. Three and a white for a 2-3 or flyer. Uh, and it has Afterlife 1.
1: Yeah, big fan of this card.
0: Yeah, it, it's fine. I, I find... I haven't been playing it as much as I, I thought I would. Even though, mm-hmm. like, even at times when I have been forcing like the flyers deck, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I found that I would kind of just prefer something like the Griffin over it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, the thing is like, so it's flyers are just good in this format. Like you have to either be attacking in the air or blocking in the air because the other flyers deck is is more aggressive than yeah. yours. Um, and obviously having the afterlife is, is good on that. 2-3 um, is the most obnoxious power and toughness split yeah. in a limited format. But I found that it doesn't actually block that much. There's a lot of three power flyers. Yeah, for sure. Or just three power creatures in general that you're trying to block, and this is just dying. And it's fine if you just want to, like, sort of chump block, trump and then have another chump block with afterlife. Yeah. Um, but say, like, I, I do like this card. I think it's, I think it's best in the, in, in the pack so far. I, yeah, I,
0: I, I think it's, like, an acceptable, like, 20x spell, but... Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's not something I would I would highly take. I think if I'm deep in the Flyers deck, I'm I'm happy picking one up because it's just sure. another reasonable reasonably efficient Flyer. That's fair. Uh next up we come to our last of the commons, that is Coral Commando. It's two and a blue for a three two Merfolk Warrior. Yeah, I've played this card quite a lot I'm just in a blue deck and I want a three drop. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's just been fine, like honestly. Um I've I've i found that I have drafted uh, a lot of decks I've drafted have been really light on three drops. Yeah. Um and the simic deck you really just want to curve out. So just filling filling that that slot on the curve is, is fine, but obviously this
0: isn't like an exciting or good card by any means. I guess so. Yeah, it, it just it just seems strange to me. Uh, it's like, it's, it kind of feels like it got left out of the X line set. Yeah, it's just is it more unused than Like, like yeah. yeah, just just this Merfolk, just Zagana's only friend. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So next up, we come to our first uncommon, uh, mm. which might change things slightly. It's Gates ablaze. Oh hell yeah! They're
1: slamming it. I'm not even.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Two red for a sorcery. Gates of Blaze deals X damage to each creature where X is the number of gates you control. Yeah, like it's going to take a hell of a rare to knock this off the top spot. I think. Yeah, agreed. I think this is the kind of card you want to pick early on, if not first pick, if you kind of want to get yourself on that gates deck.
1: Absolutely. Like this is just probably
0: um, it's probably the
1: second best gate payoff. I think. Yeah. With um with the uh, with the ram being the first, I think. Yeah, I I mean the
0: the the Colossus is very good. I think the Ram probably is the best. Mm, Definitely, Um, I think Colossus is probably second best after the Ram because of that recursion you get from your graveyard Mm. when you play your Gates. But I think Gate of Blaze is just one of the key spells that you want in that deck. Absolutely, and it never kills the Ram. Yeah, never kills the Ram, which never kills the Ram. That's great. Yeah, I'm just slamming this. I think the rest of the pack is probably going to have to be like ridiculous for me to move off against the boys. Well, we'll see. So next mm-hmm. up we have Forbidding Spirit. That is one white-white for a Spirit Cleric. When it enters the battlefield until your next turn, creatures can't attack you or a planeswalker you control unless their controller plays two for each of those creatures. So this is um, a fine card.
1: Yeah. This is obviously a lot worse than Gates of players. Agreed. Um, when I first went through the spoiler, before I'd actually touched the set, I was like, this card's just bad. What the hell are we doing? This is just a three-mana, three-three. Um, it's actually reasonable. Like, a lot of your... Um, a lot of the games come into to racing, or you're leveraging some kind of control deck. Yeah. So having like being able to like ghostly prison for
0: a turn is actually very reasonable. Yeah, um, I, I think I think you want to play this more in a in, in like an Orzhov deck or like a mm-hmm. deck. Yeah, definitely. I think more of an Orzhov deck than a an Azorius deck. Mm. Uh, if you had like uh, like ill-gotten inheritance. Yeah, like, I think you want to play it in in a deck that's playing that. Um, Definitely, we should be every black deck. Yeah, probably. That card's obnoxious, but I yeah, I, I don't think it's like an auto include in every deck that plays white. But I think yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's it's probably a, a fine playable card. I think it's good if if you're playing flyers. Yeah,
1: I think it's just good because you're 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 having um, so you're, like you're racing and your flyers deck, you get to just play that, make sure they can't attack you, so you can get in a hit. And yeah. obviously they're not blocking if they have ground creatures. I think it's fine. I, I, I've definitely lost it in those situations, but it's I, not... I, I just wish it had fine. flying itself. If it had flying itself, I think it would probably be too good. would it be too good? It's probably still not battling like Gates of Blaze. Yeah, no, agreed, definitely. Yeah, anyway, it's still it's not as, as good as Gates of Blade, so. yeah. So I'm, so I'm off it.
0: Next up, we have Sunder Shaman. That is red, red, green, green for a giant shaman. It's a 5-5. Five, five. It can't be blocked by more than one creature. And whenever it deals combat damage to a player, destroy a target artifact or enchantment that player controls. I don't think this card is good enough to put me
1: in Gruul. I think there's there's different cards that I would take that would force me into Gruul this early, but this card's just
0: fine. It's just an efficient attacker. Yeah, agreed. I I think I think it's probably one of the the worst of the uh, the CCDD creatures.
1: Yeah, well, I was like, like, yeah, I think it probably is. I think I'm I'm definitely taking it if I'm in Gruul. Yeah, for sure. It just. It just isn't exciting. No, um, it's
0: definitely not it's not something that you would pack on pick one ever. But mm-hmm. it, I think it's one of those cards that is always going to wheel until it finds the gruel player.
1: Yeah. It, that's it, true. it just
0: kind of it just looks a little bit awkward. Like nobody's seeing it and going, Oh yeah, I'm gonna gonna you know, windmill we'll slam this but yeah, I think if you've true. established yourself mm. as the gruel drafter by like pick four or whatever and it's, you know, and it, and it makes its way to you. You'll be happy to pick this up. It gets new and It's good. Yeah, I th- I think that's true. Um, yeah,
1: I think it, it's certainly probably the worst of the C C D D creatures. I I'd, I'd say like compared yeah, quite, to like quite possibly fr- frilled Mystic and... Um, and a card <laughs> exactly. Uh, I can't remember the name of the one or the Rattos one, but much better than this. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so I mean, this is, yeah, it's just a. Uh, I mean, I I'd, I'd take it.
0: I think I'd take it in this pack if there wasn't a Gates blaze. Uh, yeah, so far, I think I think I might might do, but let's see if our Rare changes that. Yeah, yeah. So Rare is... Uh, why can't I pronounce this word? Repudiate? <laughs> replicate. Repudiate. 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 Repu- not...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does contain the word poo. <laughs> it does,
0: yeah. <laughs> Repudiate,
1: yeah. Repudiate,
0: yeah, replicate. replicate. <laughs> uh, definitely not taking that up gate to blaze. No, I mean, Stifle is bad. In this format, for sure.
1: Yeah, and clone. Well, uh, not clone. Uh, I can't think of the name of the card.
0: Uh, I mean, it's, it's a clone effect, sort of. It's just rep, like, yeah, sure. Like, it's similar to quasi-duplicate from the last set. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, so it's... those who don't know, repudiate. is uh, <laughs> It's green-blue or green-blue uh, for an instant. Counter-target activated or triggered ability. Uh, replicate is one green-blue for a sorcery. Create a token that's a copy of target creature you control. Yeah, I mean, like
1: there's certain decks where it's just nonsense. I've definitely lost it. I um, was my opponent had a Wrecking Beast. Yeah, uh, and attacked me. Gave it haste and attacked me with it. And then the next turn repudiated their Wrecking Beast and attacked me for uh, twelve.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I just lost the game like on turn
0: like six, I think. Yeah, for sure. Like I've cast Replicate on a shark to Crowd before and had a lot of fun with that. Mm, Definitely. But uh, yeah. It's it's only as good as the best creature you control at the time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and when you're starting the draft out with no creatures, picking this card probably isn't going to be uh, going to be great.
1: Yeah, I think like uh, if it's if Gates plays isn't in this pack, then it's probably the pick. But the Gates deck is just so so stupid that if I can get in on it early, I'm definitely taking the, yeah. the Gates place. And our guild gate is a Ractross Guildgate. gate. That is a that's probably one of my one of the worst guild gates.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll pick it up on the wheel and play it, though. It
1: is red. Yeah, exactly. It casts, casts gates of players, and that's all that matters. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Should we... we crack another pack? Yeah, let's go. Let's yeah, us go. Yeah. Pack two. So first up, we have Consigned to the Pit. That's five and a black for sorcery. Destroy a target creature. Consigned to the Pit deals two damage to that creature's controller. I like playing this in all my black decks if I can just pick one up,
1: but if I don't get one, I don't care.
0: Yeah, agreed. Like I'll happy if I pick one up. I probably wouldn't ever play more than one. Six <laughs> mana is a fair amount of creature amount of mana to pay just to kill a creature. Definitely. Uh, so next up is Spike Wheel Acrobat, three in a red for a human rogue. It's a five two or a spectacle for two in a red.
1: Um,
0: fine. Yeah, like fine. so <laughs> honestly,
1: that's all I have to say about that card.
0: Yeah, same. It's exactly it's, fine. It's. it's it's fine if you can cast it on turn three, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know you might get in for five on turn four, but I think most of the time it's just going to trade with something a lot smaller than it. Yes, yeah, so if you attack on turn four and you know maybe you'll get in for for five damage, but I think most of the time it's just going to trade with something considerably smaller.
1: Yeah, it's part of the problem. There's a lot of two like two pack creatures that uh, this is just not good.
0: Yeah. Cool. Next up, we have Shimmer of Possibility. That is one and a blue for a sorcery. Look at the top four cards of your library, put one of them in your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Love me an impulse. Yeah, me too, but not really in limited, and not
1: not this early on. No, I think like a lot of these decks, you have to be playing creatures, and you have to be attacking. It's fi- I've drafted a couple of like mid-rangey control decks where it's been good, just to smooth out draws, um, and it's okay in a gate deck. Yeah you can just if if what you're what you're trying to draw to is your gate your like your ram or your colossus um digging for those is sort of fine if you're not dying
0: early but yeah it's it's not it's not particularly exciting card to be taking agreed and next up is a mammoth spider that's four and a green for a three five spider with reach this card is clutch (laughs) yeah
1: big fan of this card yeah
0: i think like as always it's just it's just acceptable to play the the four or five mana three five spider with reach yeah, it's just. What was the last format it was in? The Dominaria. Uh, it was definitely Dominaria. I think there might have been one in M19 as well. I think that was Giant Spider, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a spider. Sure.
1: I think that's the thing. Mountain Spider was like actually a good pick in in Dominaria because yeah. like, it was actually good. This one in in this set, I think it's fine, and I would definitely take one and definitely play one in any Green deck. Yeah, for but sure. it's not. It's sort of like lower down my rankings. Like, if I pick one up, it's fine. If I don't have one, I'm not going to lose. But it is really
0: good with all the flying creatures around. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's definitely my pick so far. Yeah. Next up, we have Hazda Officer. Is a 2 and a white for a 3 2 human soldier. When it enters the battlefield, target creature you control gets plus 1 plus 1 till end of turn. This card has just been
1: embarrassing every time I've seen it played. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't understand why it's here, really. It just seems like a waste of a common slot, really. Like, Every time my opponents cast one,
0: I think I've won the game. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's for those decks kind of like like your Azorius Flyers deck where you just slam it like late game, put a plus one, plus one on your creature and then you get in for that one damage that you needed to get in for, like stick it on your Flyer or something and then your Flyer gets in for one extra and then you win the game through that just slight one more damage you got through that turn. Sure, I, I just... I. I... I don't think I actively want this kind of card in my white aggro decks. Agreed, 100%. I think it's it's you know probably an acceptable 22, 23, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not a card I'm, I'm highly looking to play. It's just also not that good on the curve. Like if you, I
1: don't think there's anything I'm casting on turn two where I'm like, I need to smash through this for an extra point of damage. No. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it,
0: it is better in the late game. Definitely. Cool. Next up is Ors of Locket. Uh, it's 3 mana artifact, tap it for white or black. It's uh, not going to first pick a locket ever. No, no I think it's my favourite locket Is that? Yeah, yeah I, I I think so. I-, I found a lot of the times when I'm playing an Azorius deck, I'll end up splashing for a black card. Um mm-hmm. it would be something like Mortify or something awesome like Ethereal Absolution. Yeah, definitely. I think it's 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 fairly easy to splash with a locket and a Guildgate. Yeah, the lockets, I, I found them... Um,
1: a lot better in this format than Girls of Ravnica. Yeah. Um, and it's really good for splashing Mortify in either Azorius or Rydos because you just want to play that card because it's just busted. Yeah, it's great. And it casts a Grasping Fun on turn four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's just the kind of magic I want to be playing at the moment. Sure. sure.
0: Cool. So next up is Watchful Giant. That is five and a white for a three-six giant soldier. And enters the battlefield, create a one-one white human creature token.
1: God, so it could create, like, three and i still wouldn't like this card that much yeah that just isn't good i just don't like it's a three six yeah a three six such a weird combination three, six of... for six is uh, it, it's odd
0: definitely it could be like a four four it would probably be better i think i'd like it more as a four four yeah i think my my problem with it is that thing that they always do like they make something something like a giant or like a giant eldrazi creature or something and Ooh. they just don't give it reach yeah, it feels like such a flavor fail that this giant can't block birds.
1: I think this would be too good if it had reach. I think at six mana. It's only one more than a mana spider. It's got an extra toughness and makes a dude. I guess so.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I just I don't like this card at all. I've never found a reason to play it. No. Nope. Ever. Cool. Uh, next up then is Gruel Locket. Same mm. story. We're, we're probably not going to play this. It's okay in a slow gate deck, I think, because red and green are normally your main colours. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not exciting at Agreed. all. Agreed.
0: Mm, now, definitely a more exciting card is a Azorius Knight Arbiter. It's three, white, blue, for two, five, human knight. It has vigilance, and it can't be blocked. It's vigilant and unblockable. Yeah. It's a stupid combination of keywords. It's amazing.
1: I love it's, this card. It's really good. Yeah. If you go off with a high alert, it's, like, busted. Yeah. But... It's just a two five vigilance is just good, yeah. And like I just play that carpet. It's also unblockable. You just keep hitting him for two.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's really good. It's exactly the kind of thing that the Azorius deck wants. Like you just you just mm. get there by go by, stalling the game out, and chipping in for two every turn.
1: <clears throat> I think the part that, that, like the the reason it's not better is again just because of the flyers. Like it's not it's not blocking a lot of meaningful creatures. Yeah. Um, but it's still very good, and I'm
0: I'm still taking it here, and of course you're taking it because it's an Azorius card. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to force Azorius as much as possible, and this is definitely a good way to start that Azorius train. Sweet. Cool. So next up is Steeple Creeper. It's two in a green for a 4-2 frog snake. Uh, you can pay three in a blue to give it flying until end of turn. Did not know this was a frog snake. It is a frog snake, yeah. I have seen this card many times, and I have never checked the creature type, and it looks nothing like a snake or a frog. No, it, it never seems to Hang around long enough for me to. Make, uh, I I don't like this card.
1: I think this is fine if you're if you're firmly, simic. I'm not just playing it because it's a green four two. Like a green a four two is is very not very bad, but it's it's not the kind of thing I want to be playing. It just gets blocked and dies. Um, yeah, but it just represents like paying three mana return to four your opponent. It, it represents a lot of damage. Um, it does, but I, I think it looks a lot better than it actually is. Oh, one hundred percent. Like I, always, I look at it. Oh, this is really good. And then just I sort of had to take take a pause and think about like how relevant it actually is. I think it, it's 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 an aggressive card more than it's a um, a card like for, for for blocking. Like you want to be casting it on turn four after you've already cast
0: an Aeromonculus and just yeah.
1: like consistently hitting it for damage. In that case, it's it's quite good. But I wouldn't be taking it
0: early in any way. Agreed. I'm definitely not going to take this over the the Night Arbiter. No way. Cool. So my we well, first uncomment. Uh, is Ministrant of Obligation. Two and a white mm-hmm. for a human cleric. It's a 2-1 and has afterlife 2. This card is good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So many blockers. Three blockers in one card. Yeah.
1: Why does it have flying? I, I know, there's a, there's a lot of really good reasons why it doesn't have flying. Because it's a human I, cleric? Yeah, yeah, sure. But every time I look at the art, yeah. and the fact that it's like, a, you know, an Orzhov card and it makes spirits, I always think it has flying. It looks like it's flying in the art.
0: Nope. Well, I so, do, so does so does the actual spirit that also doesn't have flying. That is true. Yeah, they're, they have like fly- their spirits. Yeah,
1: um, but yeah, I think this, this card is good, and I think I'm taking it over the arbiter currently. Cool, it's I'm, just it's just
0: very good. Yeah, I'm firmly still just on the arbiter plan. Like that arbiter is going to block that ministrant all day long, and then it's going to get not, in for two damage, like mm-hmm. the the spirit tokens that the ministrant makes. Like exactly, that's the thing. Yeah. You, get to, you get to attack with it or block with it,
1: um, and then just make two. You're still attacking for two power, and you can still play this in Azorius deck.
0: Uh, you can do, but I'm definitely starting off with a Night Arbiter. Sure, that's fine. That's cool. perfectly reasonable. Next up is the Syndicate Guild Mage. That is white black for a 2 2 human cleric. You can pay one white and tap it Target a creature uh, to tap target a creature of power four or greater, or you can play four and a black and tap it to deal two damage to target opponent or planeswalker.
1: Eh, I found the Gilmage just really underwhelming in the set I don't
0: know about you I really like the Azorius one um, of course you do <laughs> <amount>. <laughs> yeah like the Azorius one is just amazing but the Azorius one actually is very good though I, um, I, I, I don't mind the Rakdos one as well I think the Rakdos one is, is fine like if you mm-hmm. if you can keep it around long enough to sort of get into the late game and start activating its second ability and making your opponent discard
1: sure. awesome
0: you're going to win that mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I, I think I think the guild mages in this might be slightly worse than they were in the previous set.
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's, I don't think there's a single guild mage that would pull me into the guild. Yeah. Um, uh, I certainly don't think syndicate guild Mages It's the kind, the kind, the kind of cards where, like, um, in Guilds of Ravnica, I was like drafting, uh, Is it, and I'd get like, and Is it guild mage like pick three, pack two. Yeah just slam it in my deck because it was good sure this one like if I'm, I'm firmly in, in Orzov, and I see the guild mage and the card we literally just talked about the white card uh, the ministrant of obligation yeah. yeah yeah if I see those both I'm like at this point so this day, say this is um, pack 2 yeah of the draft and I'm, I'm firmly in, in Orzov in the first pack I'm taking the ministrant over the guild mage yeah, I, just,
0: yeah, I just don't I, think it's that good. I would agree there definitely and, and I think most likely you'll probably get the guild mage back on the wheel so you can just play the two. Oh, of them. So,
1: yeah, yeah but, I mean uh,
0: like, all the other gold cards are just so much more
1: powerful. Yeah, I just
0: don't it's just that good. I, I think the only the only one of the guild mages I would consider doing a pack one pick one is probably the, the Azorius Guild Mage. And that would would have to be better than obviously better than all of the other cards in the pack and yeah, yeah. Even then, I feel like I would probably prefer a different card to start off. Force Azorius if that's what I want to do from the off.
1: Yeah, I think I think so. I just I just don't think this is this as good as just like the
0: uh, the uh, two one with Afterlife, yeah. honestly. That's so next up, we've got our last uncommon. That is Rakdos Firewheeler. That is black oh. black red red for a four three human rogue. When it enters the battlefield, it deals two damage to target opponent and two damage to up to one target creature or planeswalker.
1: Hell yeah! This card's ridiculous. It is. It's a pretty good card. Uh, I think this is this the best. No, it's not as good as Friel Mystic. Is it? No. I think this is my. I think this is my. I think it's. I think it's close, but Friel Mystic is the bomb. Yeah, I think I've got. Um, this is like my second CCDD card. Yeah, sure. I'm just slamming this. It's it's absurd. It's honestly absurd. Like it um, it can do a good impression of like um, a Flame to car view. Yeah. Um, and just twos them in a, in a Rakdos deck. Where you just if you're casting this on turn four, you've already cast aggressive creatures. It's just it's just so
0: good. Yeah, agreed. I think this is probably enough to pull me away from that Azorius Knight Arbiter. Um, it's the exact card that the Rakdos deck wants. And mm-hmm. I think starting off the Rakdos deck with something as good as this is is great. I think you're on a, definitely the right path there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you can finally uh, join your true your true guild with the cult whoop whoop yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we come to our rare mm-hmm. which is unbreakable formation that's two and a white for an instant creatures you control gain indestructible till end of turn but also has an addendum if you cast this spell during your main phase put a plus one plus one counter on each of those creatures and they gain vigilance at the end of turn yeah this card's like uh, just a hell of a blowout it's, um, it's just time walk but white it's the white time yeah walk yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's simultaneously
1: a hell of a blowout and also just an incredibly good aggressive card in your aggressive wide decks. Yep,
0: I, uh, I love this card, and I would absolutely slam this as the first pick here. Is it like because it's got a Zoro's Watermark on it? Uh, I mean, that does contribute to it slightly, but it's, it's Time Walk, and I love Time Walk. <laughs> sure, no, I'm honestly
1: taking the Fire Firewheel. Fire okay, okay. Hell yeah, like, it's just, uh, it's... Sure, so sure. I'm co- I'm committing early and like being a Rakdos, but I think it's one of
0: the best cards in the Rakdos deck. I I agree there. It is definitely one of the best cards in the Rakdos deck. But this like is, puts plus one plus one counters on all of your creatures, gives them vigilance, and just gives just gives you a free attack. Sure,
1: mm-hmm, like I think, I mean, it does a similar impression to Song of Railies and Dominaria, right? It yeah, just has, for sure. the, It is just is the third chapter yeah. of Song of Fraley's. um I don't know. Honestly, I just think, I just think the Feynman is just it's just such a strong card.
0: Yeah, I, I think if you can, I, I I don't I don't I don't think I don't think I would disagree with first picking the the Fire I think like that is definitely an acceptable pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for me personally, I, I know like the power of Unbreakable Formation. The fact that I've played oh, yeah, with yeah. it in Limited a couple of times and it, it is it just it's just that good. It just feels great every time you cast it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very, very good. I just think the so the, the choice here is we've got um, this card which we want to play an aggro deck or an aggressive leaning
0: deck. Yeah, firewheeler No, the the oh, why well, you've literally the break up formation. Yes. Yeah, I, I I don't even think you want to be be playing that in an aggro deck. I think it works fine in in your slow control deck as well. Sure, I think you want to like you want to be like in a deck that
1: is it, its main way of winning is is to to at least semi consistently attack with creatures. Yeah, for You're sure. not just like doing this on one turn to push through five damage and then continue with your control
0: game. Like oh, be- I've, I've done that and it's been fine. Like you get sure, okay. you, you get to you get to the point in the I think if you if you draft the Azorius deck right, like you get to the point where you just hit a you hit a board stall and then you'll top deck this, play this, swing with everything, mm-hmm. and they have to block, so you trade with some of their creatures and then you just get lethal the next turn sure okay that, that, seems, that seems reasonable it, Like, um, would I would genuinely like genuinely feel like it is like the white time walk it is that good in limited
1: sure okay I, I, that's
0: I think there's there's also a consideration that
1: if you don't have any creatures in play this is really bad oh yeah for sure um, though then again if you have it in hand I guess you're always saving your creatures um, but just like if, if, if it plays out where your creatures don't have it whereas like the fire wheeler is good on an empty board yeah and is good on just a board where you're attacking. I don't know, I'm still taking the Firewheeler, but I'm, I'm very, very open to being
0: wrong about that pick. Yeah, I think I think, you know, I, I think Firewheeler is definitely an acceptable pick, and I think that's probably the best way to start off the the Rakdos deck, if that's what you want to draft into. I, mm-hmm. I think you do... Taking a Brakewell formation, I think, is a great, powerful card that fits into numerous decks, and is also the fact that it's single colour means that at the the very worst, you could always splash it if need be.
1: Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm just I want to want to take this, pick up some some uh, blade jugglers and some skewer of the critics and just go to
0: town. Yeah. <laughs> just have a, a super super aggro time. Cool. Should we do one more pack? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go for one more.
1: I mean, we're we're doing good uh, good discussion while we're talking about it, right? I hope so. I hope so. Some insight into the format. If not, if nothing else, I'm just having fun. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. It's been a while, and I, I just I love this limited format. I felt like it really just feels just... right just to go a bit deep on this this format. Yeah, definitely cool so first up we have impassioned orator that is one and a white for a 2-2 human cleric whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control you gain one life
1: this card is fine it's good at being defensive especially if you have a lot of afterlife creatures because it, it triggers quite a lot yeah agreed and two mana two twos are just fine but uh, yeah like with most, most commons in the set from starting here I don't feel good
0: yeah I, I would definitely agree there it's, it's a bear with an upside but it is still a bear at the end of the day mm-hmm. yeah definitely Cool. next up we have Undercity's embrace As tuna black for an instant target opponent sacrifices a creature if you control a creature of power 4 or greater you gain 4 life so this is
1: weird because uh, between this and oh, well, I'm so bad I've had a really long day at work I can't remember the card names there's another card that cares about having 4 or more power in black right
0: um, um, quite possibly there's the uh, there's the 3 3 or less powers the other one that exiles there's there's um, clear the stages
1: at Plingus. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, Creature with, yeah,
0: yeah. with power four. I just
1: find it weird because that that barely happens in Ozov or ragdos and I don't really understand yeah. that sort of that that um, sort of text on a card. It just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me.
0: Um, yeah, agreed. I mean, yeah, this just I, I, I don't think I'm taking this card particularly. Yeah, I would agree there definitely. Next up we have Gravelhide Goblin. That's one and a red for a Goblin Shaman. A uh, is a two one, and you can pay three in a green to give it plus two plus two until end of turn. Yeah, this card's fine. Yeah, agreed. It's it's fine. Again, would happily play it as my twenty X spell. Mm-hmm. Um, just just find in a Gruul Aggro deck. Just not an exciting card. No, but I mean, I an acceptable card in your in your twenty three definitely.
1: Honestly, I think that's that's been one of my favorite things about this format, and, and like, I think we'll go into like a sort of bigger picture. Yeah, uh, we finished this pack, but like uh, it's been one of my favorite things. Just like a lot of the cards are so interesting and have so much play to them, and just and you have a lot of fun playing them in your deck. Agreed, uh, That's one of the one of the set's biggest strengths is I just I, I get to look at cards and just think, even if it's like not particularly powerful, just like I'm having a lot of fun and this card's really cool to cast. Yeah.
0: Anyway, on with the, on with the pack. Cool. Next up, we have a Slime Bind that is one and a blue for an enchantment. Uh, it has flash enchant creature enchanted creature gets minus four minus zero. Oh hell
1: yeah this card's great
0: uh, I love slime bind I think it's absolutely fantastic
1: it's real good uh, I had it someone uh, on arena I cast a turn three a turn three gate around yeah. and I was like firmly in the gate deck yeah. and al- that already had two Gilgates gates in play um, and they just immediately slime binded it I was like oh man this is my threat um, and then at a certain point in the game, it just turned into an eight twelve with vigilance <laughs> and trample. It was like the slime mine just doesn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. it's like de- definitely dead. Um, yeah, this cards great. Like minus uh, like four power is unless you're playing, it, it's like a real heavy top end rule deck. Yeah, like you just you get to blank a creature and just it, turn it into a defender.
0: Yeah, it's great, especially when you stick it on something that uh, that has been adapted as well. Oh, yeah, that feels good because they invested in it and then you get to, like, no, nah, that didn't count. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they invest in mana and make it a, you know, turn it from, like, a 2-2 two two to, like, a 4-2 or something. And mm-hmm. then you go, all oh, right, slam bind it. Yeah, and this counts. obviously, it has the counter on it, so it can't adapt again. And it's, yeah, you just plant that creature.
1: It's also just it's really good because it's, uh, obviously, Azorius has a lot of instants because of addendum. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Simic has adapt. So you're you're holding up mana quite a lot and being able to just have this, this like, basically removal spell in this format yeah. it's, uh, instant speed is just so good
0: I like it a lot mm-hmm. Ooh, that's definitely my pick so far yep next up is Simic Locket once again but that's not it's not gonna not gonna happen um, that's not slime bind no certainly not slime bind uh, yeah sure I would play it if I'm splashing a green or a blue in any of my decks but I, we're never first picking a locket I agree yeah Cool, after that we got Prowling Caracal is 1 and a white for a 3-1 cat.
1: God, no. No.
0: Nope.
1: Um, I really, really want a 2-2 on turn 2. Yeah. Uh, or something you know, more impressive or, or better, but I don't want, to want a 3-1 at all.
0: Yeah, it, it just it dies to so many, like, enter the battlefield effects, or mm-hmm. it just, just blocks horrendously. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god, right. Okay,
1: I. So at some point, I'm going to remember the names of the cards in the set. But it, the, the what's the the one in a white
0: flash enchantment? Um, it gets plus one, plus two. What is that? Oh, um, it is the one that I played in my deck and everything. Yeah, you mentioned
1: you mentioned it in the intro. I oh, oh, actually have
0: uh, Sentinels' Mark. Sentinels' Mark. Yeah, yeah, I think I've I've had
1: this. I've I've cast this on turn two and they cast a Sentinels' Mark on it. Yeah, and it has been nice. But, yeah, that um, seems alright. Uh, like. That's in like a very, very low sort of white aggro deck, and
0: uh, this card just isn't impressive at all, particularly. Agreed. I don't think this card's good. Mm -hmm. Cool, so next up we have our good old friend Steeple Creeper is back. Ugh. Still not taking it. Yeah, agreed. Definitely not taking it over a slime bind. Mm -hmm. Uh, After that, we have Get the Point. That is three black red for an instant. Destroy target creature, scry one.
1: Okay, so I think I just want to take the slime bind over this if I'm taking a removal spell
0: um, well then, yeah I think I think there's a definite <laughs> argument for that um, I think Get the Point is obviously good because it kills the creature and you get a scry yep. but slime bind you can fit in multiple decks and like most creatures minus 4 minus 0 is essentially just going to kill them anyway
1: yeah it just blocks them and
0: turns them into defenders um, yeah. I think it's uh, just way more mana efficient
1: yeah, definitely, that, that's the thing, that's the, what, what you what you want, and like, in my Rakdos deck, if I'm
0: holding up five mana, I just feel like I'm losing the game. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Mm-hmm. Slime is the pick so far. Yeah, definitely. Next up, we have Exposed to Daylight, that's two in a white for an instant, destroy a target Artifact or Enchantment.
1: Ooh, that's I was terrible. hoping we'd open, I was hoping we'd open this card.
0: Yeah? Just so I could talk about it. Okay. So, Arena drafts, I've been doing rank
1: drafts, so they're all best of one. Yeah. And main decking this card in my white deck has been really good. There yeah. are honestly a lot of enchantments that you want to get rid of in this format, and if you don't have a Mortify, this is like perfectly reasonable to just have as your 23rd card.
0: Yeah, I feel like this could this could well be the case. I haven't played it in an Arena draft myself, but I have been thinking about the card a lot, and I, I did think that that might be the case on Arena. I know it's not like, something that I would play in my main deck on Magic Online or while Drafting on Paper, yeah, I agree. But I figured I think... the like the format and the way the draft works in arena might just be sort of skewed enough where this is a, a main boardable card. Mm-hmm, that's the thing.
1: So I've only I've only drafted this card while playing on specifically arena. Yeah. So it's it, it, like it's, it's best of one, but I found it really useful. Like it, it's it's obviously just an excellent sideboard card because naturalize with the added like bonus of scry one, it's it's just good enough for most limited formats to be a sideboard card. Yeah. But. Honestly, like having this main deck probably in a best of three draft is is probably not that bad. You're you're not actively taking it. Like, are obviously not taking the card here. Yeah, not, sure. I don't want to pick it up early. It's the kind of card that just sort of wheels around the table and you pick it up.
0: Yeah. No. Nobody's picking it, so you're yeah. just going to end up. If, if you want it, you can have it. Yeah, but it, I mean, it gets rid of like
1: an opposing Sentinel Mark. Um, so it stops the creature being so big and having vigilance. It gets rid of it. Got an inheritance which is like huge. Gets rid of a slime line that we're yeah. Obviously taking out of this pack. Um, it just it gets it gets rid of a lot, and I found like a lot of people sort of rely on a lot of enchantments to leverage their um, leverage their wins in, in certain games.
0: Yeah, I think a lot, just, a lot of the, the enchantments in this set are fantastic, and a lot of the enchantments are also removal. Yeah, and exactly the fact that you can get rid of their removal is is great. Mm-hmm. You have the oh my god card names, um, Skyther sky tether
1: yeah that's obviously like a, a really good one the the, the blue white common long majors binding Low majors binding i was thinking i like say arch majors binding yeah majors binding like obviously is a uh, is a card that you you're, um very happy to get rid of like it's just it's just been very very impressive to me um not not enough to actively take and like if i'm slamming a first one cyborg card if a first big cyborg card then i'm clearly not
0: winning the draft but yeah it has you're definitely nice not winning that box
1: yeah yeah exactly um but yeah, I, I honestly I, I do like and also scry one like if you're playing in sort of a, a slower deck like scry one is actually relevant so I'm a fan of this card but yeah it's not as good as slime
0: cool god I love this format so much <laughs> next up we have rubble belt runner that is one red green for a 3-3 via warrior it uh, can't be blocked by creature tokens mm, this card's fine yeah agreed I, th- I think that that can't be blocked by creature tokens is a lot more relevant than one might assume on first glance
1: yeah than it has been in previous formats
0: yeah um, definitely so
1: afterlife is just everywhere so yeah. you get a lot of creature tokens um and a three mana three three in your gruel deck is just good for curving out i'm happy but like yeah it's still not slime bind
0: yeah it agreed it's like my opponent plays this i'll just slime bind it and then it's a mm-hmm. minus one three yeah that means yeah. you get
1: life
0: right yeah gg <laughs> cool so we come to our first uncommon uh we mm-hmm. have bankrupt in blood that is one and a black for a sorcery as an additional cost to cast a spell and sacrifice two creatures draw three cards
1: uh, no, but the art
0: is incredible on this card. So yeah, there's that. Agreed. There, I think the art is by far the best thing about this card, especially when you're talking about limited. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody has ever cast this in limited, and I don't think anybody ever will. Um, I, I
1: think that this is the thing. Like again, when we got into the bigger picture discussion, this this format has so much so much depth to it. Yeah, that you can draft a lot of really strange. Um a lot of really strange decks you can like sort of build towards something I think this is if you manage to get some kind of aristocrats deck
0: and you get the right cards I think this card can be playable Um, I I think the problem is you need you need the right rares and and uncommons for that deck to come Mm -hmm. together where you want to play this other uncommon so I just just don't I just don't think that deck is ever going to come together really yeah, that's the
1: thing. I I think like there's possibly a couple of like it's the kind of deck where people, most people in their in their normal sort of drafting career of this set won't ever find that deck, and it won't ever be built. But there's like, like this is yeah. sort of like a one one in every hundred deck where you just get this sweet afterlife deck with. Um, Like aristocrats stuff, and you get to do it, and just draw loads of cards, and just outvalue your opponent. Yeah, and you get like a Judith or something, and really goes. Yeah,
0: I think you would need a Judith, a Taser, and this, and then creatures with Afterlife to make it actually playable.
1: Yeah, that's like it's it's that kind of card. Like I think there's a small chance it's like one percent playable, probably. I could be, Mm. I could be wrong, and like we find out later in the format that
0: it's actually really, really, really good.
1: No, I, a, I think a, like, yeah, I, I doubt that. Yeah, I, mean, I I'm, that. I'm
0: going to be watching Sam Black as close as I can, but uh, I, I don't think this card's going to be played anytime soon.
1: But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's like a, I guess a situation where you just have like a couple of spirit tokens, and you just get to play two mana to draw three cards.
0: Yeah, maybe
1: because maybe those, those tokens weren't doing anything, and they draw you into removal or something. Maybe. But yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's yeah. It's, I'm not taking it at least. <laughs> cool. So next up, we have a cult guild mage is black and red free two two human shaman. Uh, you can play three in a black to tap it. Uh, target player discards a card, activate this ability only any time you cast a sorcery. Uh, red, tap it. Guild mage does one damage to target opponent or Planeswalker. It's fine. Yeah. It's just a bit too slow for
1: the Raktor Sycro
0: deck that you want to be building. Yeah so I think so. It's 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 a card that I I don't think I'd be unhappy if I just you know, if we pass this now, and let's say that there's like a like a Rakdos sort of bomb rare in here, we take that, and then we get this card back on the wheel. I'd mm-hmm. be happy enough with that. But yeah, yeah, I feel like it is. It's just too slow, or or just not impactful enough to sort of pack one picket.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. It's just it. Yeah, it's just not where I want to be with my Rakdos tech Yeah, which I think is kind of a shame. But yeah, not well. Yeah. Uh, next up we got our last of the Uncommons and it's our good friend Sundershame in his back. It's red, red, green, green for a 5-5. Five, five. Can't be blocked by more than one creature. When it deals combat damage to a player, destroy target artifact or enchantment that player's controls.
1: Yeah, it's still not as good as uh,
0: Slimebind. Yeah, agreed. S- still disappointing in this pack. Yeah. It's a shame. Cool, so on to our rare. Mm. Our rare is Smothering Tithe. Three and a white oh. for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent draws a card that player may pay two. If the player doesn't, you create a colourless treasure artefact token with tap, sacrifice this artefact, add one mana of any colour. Wow, well, I bet you're really glad you've opened this mediocre EDH card. Incredible. <sighs> I-, I think it might be more than mediocre EDH card. That's that's coming from me, who doesn't play EDH? <laughs> I think it's fine. I
1: think there's been a lot of talk about it. Like I-, I listen to a lot of Commander podcasts and a lot of people have been going on about it. I think it's fine.
0: It's. I mean, it it seems really good. Like It seems nice it- to answer like, Rhystic Study or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. It's, it's, I mean, it's nowhere near as powerful as rustic Study.
0: Yeah, but it's like, oh, did you pay one? Huh? Did you pay two? You know. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure. That is true. It is really, really good. Um, I definitely want to build a deck that's just rustic Study and um, this and like Thalia yeah. and just asking people if they're paying me the extra mana. Um, and this is this is why I don't like Commander. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love about Commander. Um, I think. If, yeah. I mean, if we want to briefly talk about Idios, this is like this card's fine. I just don't think it's it's probably really really good in mono white or boros decks because those decks are notoriously terrible because they don't have any of the things that make magic cards good <laughs> like you like you, you're not able to so those cards are like aggressive and yeah. you can't really do that in a four player game sure and they don't have card draw or ramp so this kind of card is very good for mono white deck when you just on turn four and then you get to you get to like basically ramp because no one's ever playing the two yeah um, in terms of limited, I don't think I want to play this card ever.
0: Yeah, right? agreed. Like probably not even in sealed. Like I, I don't think I would play it.
1: No, there's no like I mean, there's no payoff for treasure like Revel and Riches like there was in um, Rivals.
0: Yeah, so, sure.
1: Or, or X-Lan, whichever set that I was actually, in. yeah, six. Right. Um, yeah, it's a cool card. It's very very cool. I like the art a lot. I like the flavor a lot. I really like the treasure token.
0: Yeah, the treasure token is very nice.
1: Treasure token, like the little coin with the Orzhov yeah. uh, symbol on it, is really nice. But yeah, this this card's not good, so I'm taking Slimebind, Right? We didn't get better Slime slimebind.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, slime Bind is also the only blue card in the pack as well. I've just noticed. So it's oh you know, sweet. That's something that's quite interesting. It's definitely something to consider.
1: Ooh, okay. I'm um, yeah, definitely taking
0: it. That's fine. I'm yeah. very happy to take it. Sweet. I think I, I think I agree. I think like uh, although a lot of we're not massive fans of it. I think there there might be an argument for the Cult Guild Mage and. You probably could force an argument for Get the Point, maybe, but I think mind I think is just a card that I I enjoy a lot and would happily take here.
1: Yeah, I think there's it's also an interesting consideration that if you're taking either one of Get the Point or Cult Guildmage, you're passing a specifically Rakdos card. Yeah. Um, and while I don't think those cards are, either of those cards are particularly good, at least not enough to take early, you are passing them to your your opponent who might see that as a signal that you're not in Rakdos. Agreed, yeah. I guess like there, there is that... Um, that potential. Thing. So, if you take the core mode, you'll probably not the get the point on the wheel. Yeah, and vice versa. Um, but I just they're not they're not strong enough cards to. Be, I've, if I'm if I'm like having a card that's strong enough to take me into Rakdos it's either the Fire Wheeler or like Ratdos himself.
0: Yeah, agreed there definitely. Like stupid cards that you cast and have an immediate effect. Cool. So thoughts on the format in general, then? God, I goddamn love this format. it's yeah. So good. It's great. <laughs> I, I um, think it's I think it's considerably better than guilds. Um, oh, so much better. I think it. So it kind of feels a little bit like guilds in the way that it definitely still feels like drafting on rails, but I think oh, yeah, here yeah. the guilds are far more equally balanced than they, they were in guilds of Ravnica and yeah, the splashes here seem seem somehow they seem a little easier or a bit more synergistic the fact that sorry. you can you can happily be in any guild and then like splash for a third color if the card's powerful enough whereas I think in guilds it was like fairly easy to splash Quixus, and then everything else was a little bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it just—I I have a lot of very broad thoughts about this format. And yeah, how much, it, and I think I, re, I, do, I do genuinely really like this format. Um, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say it's—it's it's my favorite format since Dominaria, but that wasn't exactly long ago. Um, and we've only had two limited formats since then. <laughs> yeah, well, true. three, I guess, because all my masters. But um, yeah, like it's—it's—it's it's, it's really good. But like, I think just my, there's so many just good things to say about it and i think most of my i, I think a lot of my opinions on the format directly relate to, the, to comparing it to guilds of ravnica yeah for sure because it's so similar right in, in terms of like just sort of broad strokes it's you know it's a multicolored set with with five guilds yeah. and we have even
0: have like the, the gates and the lockets it is, and yeah this you've got the five guild archetypes and then you've got the five colored deck mm-hmm, And the five colored deck is actually good in this format definitely there, there is actually a five colored deck in this format
1: because I drafted that uh, the five color deck, like the guild deck yeah. in Guilds of Ravnica, often. Yeah. It was terrible every time. Agreed. You needed to have like three guild summits to actually make that deck good. Yeah, I, um, I just don't think it was good. Because I think the thing with the thing with it in the in the in Guilds of Ravnica, the gate deck was, um, you open gates, so you get like a very 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 mediocre gate payoff, yeah. and then you just take all the good cards. You just take the best cards regardless of color. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very similar for, for, um, Allegiance, but you, you do have like the sort of build arounds that you're actively looking to take the good gate cards because all the gate cards are very, very good. Yeah, like, definitely. gateway sneak is the worst and it's still very good.
0: Yeah, sure. I, I think I would agree there, definitely. Um, like I think I, sorry.
1: um, I guess, I guess we're going to start just talking about the gate deck and how I like that that's viable.
0: Yeah, I, I, I... I personally really dislike playing against the deck, and personally dislike playing the deck. But I really like that it is a deck. If that oh, makes definitely.
1: sense, I definitely. I think that the interesting thing about it is it's just when you, if you, if someone's drafted it well, if you play against it, it just feels unbeatable. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Like the fact that there is a certain archetype in this in this format it just feels unbeatable. In the same way that like Demir felt, I think, in Guilds of Ravnica. Yeah. It just felt like when they had the good deck, you was just like, this is ridiculous. But it is so difficult to draft. Because if you get you get to a certain point where if you if you don't have enough gate payoffs, I think you want like three to four, ideally five gate payoffs in your in your gate deck. Yeah. Or if they didn't get enough gates, or their colors went a bit wrong and they have like all Raptor skill gates and Azorius cards, it it just it just falls apart. Like it is it is not a difficult deck to draft, but you have to open and be past the right things. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, one of our one of our crackerbacks, we said, "I'll oh, be just slamming the gates, players." Yeah. Um, and I think that card is just good. Like, you want to play it in Raptor, you want to play it in Gruul So, if you just pick up like three or four gates, it's just good because it's like class and plus. Yeah. And I think that's fine. But I think it is it is a deck that there is a danger going into it too early. If you like, you know, uh, open a gate Colossus, and then you get past nothing else, no other gate payoffs. But you're still you're still you, you, it tricks you into the mindset of drafting the gate deck. So you're just sort of taking all these good cards and just taking gates, and like your gate payoff isn't that good. I mean, I mean gate Cross is a busted magic card, right? Like yeah, it's just I think, stupid.
0: Hmm, I, I'm not sure. I think even even then, I think if if gate cost is your only payoff, then I think you could probably still build a playable deck. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to be highly taking the gates anyway, so your mana's going to be fine. Yeah. So I yeah, I think it's I think it's just a good a good strategy. I, mean, I think yeah, I just think it is a, it's a good deck. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it,
1: it the, the sort of like the gate archetype, like the one that we've seen most people draft or the one that, that seems most common is is like a gruel base. Yeah. Because you wanna be you, you have both great gatebreaker RAM and gates to players. Yeah. Because they sure. just the, and then you obviously gate cost is colourless
0: so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and all of your open. your green cards to, to find your gates and you know, sort your colours out and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Like and then you, you can like you know, you splash in your sneak and your archway angel.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and they're just good, but like it's I, I had a draft that the most uh a draft I'm still currently in on arena, because most of my experiences from drafting arena, I've only done uh three Modo drafts yeah. and two paper drafts, I think. Yeah. But I've been like I've done like upwards of fifteen on arena. Yeah. Um is I was drafting so I'm, I'm currently in a draft where I was just drafting I opened the Skyguard, it was a real Skyguard. Yeah. I was like, this card's busted. And then That's I got cool. past like a, like a Senate Griffin. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to draft like the blue white flyers there. Cause that deck is really, really good. Yeah. As it is in most formats. Um, and then I got past a, I opened a, I opened a Ram actually. And I was like, oh, I can't quite, I'm not sure I can quite swing it. Cause I hadn't picked up any Simit Gilgates or anything like randomly. And yeah. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pass it. It's probably just, you know, it's, it's late. I'm just going to pass it. Um, and then pack uh, pick pick three in that pack. I got past a gateway So I'm like, okay, I'm just playing this card. Nice. And then I got past a gateway sneak I was like okay I'm just playing that card because that card is also just fine and I got past the archway angel and then a, another sneak I was like great I'm just okay I'm just it's gonna take just, every, yeah it's just coming together awesome yeah we're just gonna take every every gate I can and then I got I got a gate to blaze on a wheel yeah wow I was like okay I've got two raptor skill gates I'm just gonna play a mountain. <laughs> it's like the loosest gate supplies ever. Yeah, for sure. But that, that card is just so powerful that I think it's it's worth it to just have it right in your hand until you draw a red sauce. Yeah. Um but yeah, and I just I just sort of audibled into the gate deck and I picked up some grasping trolls Um and just like some good I I was Esper splashing Yeah, Esper splashing red yeah. for Shitty Gate players, and it's just fine, like you don't need to be like a green based deck specifically. You don't have a specific combination. just like, the, the the cards are so powerful that if you just start taking gates for the rest of the draft and just pick up the most powerful card in the pack, like it's just good. And it's been really really fun to draft, even after they've nerfed it on uh, on, on arenas you know, yeah. <laughs> because it was just obnoxious before. You're just playing against all gate decks yeah. because the, bot, the bots just weren't valuing the cards. Uh, but I could. Talk, I mean, I could talk about all day about the Gate deck because it's just it's so powerful and so good. But it it can it can occasionally be a trap if you just you try to go for it and don't get it.
0: Yeah, agreed. There definitely it's yeah. It's not the kind of deck that I enjoy playing. It's not the kind of deck I enjoy playing against. But I I am uh-huh. I am just glad it's a thing. Like I'm glad the five color deck is an actual viable deck with actual good playoffs.
1: Yeah, it's great. And I mean, that's that's the problem. That was the the problem with um with. Guilds. Guilds of Ravnica, yeah. it was just like uh Demir and it were just the best. Like Domir was slightly better than Is it? Yeah. And then Is it was just really good as well. And then if you, the Boris deck was also fine. Yeah, definitely. Sort of um middle of the pack, but definitely sort
0: of upper middle. Yeah, you just take and six then, healers box <coughs> <walks> and win.
1: <laughs> yeah, that card oh, I missed that card. I forgot about that card. What a great card. Um and then just Golgari and Selesnia, as much as it pains me, were just crap. Yeah. Like they they were just they were just bad. Unless you got like you were the only like Golgari drafter. Yeah or the only Celestia drafter, and you got, like, the nut deck, you were fine. Yeah, you'd probably 2-1, right? Yeah, but, like, yeah, exactly, but, like, an average Demir deck was just so much better, or an average Legionnaire deck was just so much better. Yeah. Or just, like, the mono Skylight Legionnaire deck was just so busted. Yeah. Um, and this is the thing about this format. Like, I think the, the mechanics all sort of, none of them particularly stand out as busted. Yeah. Um, all the guilds have representation. Like, I think addendum is, like, I don't care ever, but about about specifically
0: drafting an addendum deck... Yeah, um, I th- I think it's it's that thing where it's it it is like I think it's just, just most of like most of the mechanics in this set where like the mechanics or abilities are tagged onto cards that you would kinda just want to play anyway. Or yeah, cards definitely. that you'd be fine with playing anyway, and then the fact that they now also do something a lot better is just, just a nice bonus. Like most mm-hmm, of definitely. the adapt creatures you'd be happy enough just playing in a draft anyway and then later on in the game they just turn into nice mana sinks absolutely Um, like a lot of your addendum cards are cards that you'd probably just play in a regular set anyway and then the fact that they'll gain you some extra life or they'll tap something down suddenly take it like really sort of take it to the next level
1: yeah that's that's definitely I mean um so do you, do you want to just sort of go over, should we just go over each each guild's mechanic okay, so, yeah. and how that sort of
0: plays out? So do you want to start with your beloved Azurus? Yeah. Uh, since we are talking about addendum. Addendum's great. Um, yeah, I think like a lot of the cards I would absolutely be fine with taking. So stuff like like Summary Judgment, uh, one in the white for an instant, deals three damage to target top creature. Mm-hmm. Like you're just going to play that regardless. And the yeah. fact that it has addendum uh, deals five damage to that creature instead if you cast it during your main phase. Yeah. It's, it's just great Like um, I find that I'm happy casting it for 3 and just not paying attention to the addendum at all but then it interacts nicely nicely with a lot of things so you'll find that if they go to attack something, if they get, let's say they go to attack with something big uh, you're in Azorius so you probably have a slime bind so you slime bind the thing and then on your main phase you kill the thing with a slime bind, like, that's the thing that can happen Mm-hmm. Or you can use your other cards to tap things down and then kill them, and there's so much sort of incidental, what feels like incidental synergy that makes these cards just just that much better. That's the thing. I
1: think it's just the, the, with the addendum, it's it's the fact that the cards on in both modes, both at instant speed and at sorcery speed, yeah. are just all cards you would play. Yeah, for sure. So, like,
0: so Sphinx is inside, for example, like four mana, draw to at instant speed. Like, that's I, I, sort of just fine. Yeah, it's it's, it's fine. I, I find then, I find like. I find myself rarely playing that one, but yeah, that's that's just fine. Yeah, like, and in four mana draw to gain two, like, four mana divination that gains you two life
1: is just like, I found the format conducive to playing that card. Yeah. Um, and like, there's definitely slower decks in the format. And I think that's, that's another thing about the format is, like, I think each guild pretty much has, like, a fast deck and a slow deck, and there's, like, there's different ways of building it. You're not, like, only drafting, like, for example, like a, a Boros aggro deck. Yeah. Like, each deck, you don't have to build it in a specific way. But, like, cards like that, it just I, I'd play both of those cards and like um Arrest's Ammunition, yeah. both modes of that card, I'd play that card, you know what I mean? Um and that's that's one of the things about addendum is like I'm not drafting an addendum deck, and sure if I get Dovin's Acuity and draft a stupid like instant speed in my main phase deck, um then sure, but I'm not I'm not drafting um an addendum deck, I'm drafting good cards and and the situational which which, which adds yeah, a lot of flexibility
0: definitely so in that draft I did I, I drafted a dome security mm-hmm. I didn't even play it in my main deck yeah sure I don't I, I didn't that card particularly good but you can you can really go in on it if you get enough pieces yeah no like I had a it was it was competing for a slot uh, slot with high alert and I was like well, high alert I think is just a better card <clears throat> Um interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. I think, especially
1: if you've got like the, the uh the Night Arbiter and the, yeah, the Night Arbiter, I had
0: the and, yeah, I had plenty of things and I was like in this deck the high alert is just so much better. I had plenty of cards with addendum to go with it. So I had the mm-hmm. code of constraint, I had a summary judgment, like plenty of things, but I yeah, it's just like well Yeah, this high alert is just gonna be better than the Dolphin Security here. This this is gonna win me the game more than the acuity would.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's, that's that's just a good thing. Like a lot of the, I think all the mechanics outside of Afterlife, it's just it's their flexibility. Yeah, it's it's so, um, like so, simic. Uh, so with with adapt, you're just playing a reasonably costly creature. Like stuff like Aeromunculus is just a reasonable creature. Yeah, definitely. Like a three mana two through a flying, and then you you get the chance to be able to, to leverage that later. Stuff like um, Soro 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 form. Hybrid. hybrid yeah is that how i'm pronouncing that it is yeah that card's just good like i'm playing a bear that's fine bears are fine and then i'm able to just turn it into a 6-6 with haste yeah um and then i just just i mean if it's really late game just being able to cast uh, an 8-6-6 is is fine i think a lot of the time and i'm able to split that up so i'm able to cast a 2-drop say on turn 8 um, and then pretend like oh, I'm able to hold stuff up like maybe it's Frilled Mystic maybe I'm you know I've got a removal spell I've got like yeah. uh, the, the Brawl card like I'm able to do that and then I can just make it into a 6-6 and just start swinging with it yeah definitely uh, um, Spectacle obviously is very much just a split thing like there's a lot of cards that are just fine on either either side of the Spectacle yeah um, either Spectacled or not um, and then obviously gruel, like the choice between with riot being able to just smash face immediately or just make a massive thing. Like with wrecking beast, I've been happy casting. I'm not sure how. I think I'm really high on wrecking beast. I'm not sure how good that card actually is.
0: Yeah, I, um, I haven't actually managed to play a gruel deck yet, so
1: I'm not sure. Oh, it's so it's so much fun. You just get to just just beat your opponent's face in. But being able to cast a seven mana seven seven with trample, yeah, it's just it's just fine. the like, card's just good. And then being able to cast a seven mana six six with trample and haste and your opponent just immediately dies. Yeah, seems good. It's really good. So yeah, it's just been the flexibility of, of the set has just been so good, whereas Surveil only did one thing, Convoke only did one thing, Undergrowth was just completely unplayable,
0: Yeah,
1: Mentor was just whatever, um, yeah. and then Jumpstart was busted. Like, it just feels like there's such a fair spread, like all the mechanics feel um, like in balance of each other. Yeah, definitely. And also individually very powerful. Yeah. So if we want to, um, so uh, Orzhov, I guess, if you want to sp- speak briefly about Orzhov.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, afterlife is an absolutely fine mechanic. I think it's, it's exactly what that deck wants to be doing anyway. Like a lot of the cards reward you for your own creatures dying or creatures entering the bat- battlefield. So you just get, re- 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 you get rewarded for going to combat and attacking and blocking. Which yeah, is what definitely. you're doing
1: anyway yeah you you get to I think there's two sort of decks where you you can be quite aggressive with it if you just have the the low power creatures yeah so they're like the low mana cost creatures and just able to consistently hit him for damage starting from turn 2 or turn 3 and if they block then you just have an evasive creature like those spirit tokens having flying is so good yeah for sure Um, and there's a lot of times where I've just I've just sort of like made a really sketchy attack with my mana up because there are there are, there are a fair few combat tricks in the set yeah um, normally, like combat tricks are high, uh, valued a lot higher, but I seem to have just not seen a lot of them. But there are there are some re- reasonable combat tricks that, so much so that just someone attacking a two-two into your two, three-three still doesn't feel like a safe block. Um, yeah, sure. I just I just run attacks like that, and it's like if they don't block, then I get two damage in. Like so say with my Imperius Oligarch right? My like two-one with vigilance, with afterlife one. I've won. Yeah. Like either I'm getting in 2 damage because they're too scared to block, or they're blocking and I'm just getting a one-one and just continuing to beat down. Yeah. Um, and I found, I found that really impressive. And then obviously, you, you, there's the potential for the also of, like sweet aristocrats deck if you can get all those pieces together.
0: Yeah.
1: There's a fair few cards in the set that like, like, obviously, the, uh, God, the The actual aristocrat that you pay a mana and sacrifice creature against death touch an indestructible. Uh, I think that's enough. I don't know what the card may have actually is, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I recognize the cards in the set based mainly on the picture. Sure. But, yeah. But I mean, you can get stuff like that and just like, have a good time, just sacrificing them for value and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, also just just it's just good and it it makes a good base for control decks. Yeah, agreed, definitely. Um, and it also contains probably my favorite card in the set at this point. Yeah. Um, grasping thrall.
0: Yeah, the card's deep, just definitely
1: so good. It just it just catches you up so much. Yeah. Um, and I've drafted a couple of decks where that has been my only win condition. Yeah. Just chaining grasping thralls and just bashing for three in the air.
0: Seems good. Yeah,
1: and you get to, like, you know, play the, the black Spectacle cards. Like, uh, Blade Juggler, I think, is probably the, one of the best commons in this set.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, was it, Unturned said it was the best common. And I think I probably disagree. Yeah, just sure. agree.
1: yeah I, th- I think the card's just really good. Yeah, yeah. that's the, yeah, it's, it's both good on three and five. Like, you're just happy playing five, and if you get to cast it on three, it's just busted. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, stuff like Afterlife, you get to... So if you block with your creatures and get a token, or you attack with your creatures, like and they trade for something and then get a token, you're able to just get in one point of damage. So you can get your spectacle creature. Yeah, it's not specific creature, but you can you can activate spectacle and, and um, leverage it that way, which is which has been really good. I just I, yeah, I think it's it's a really well designed mechanic, and it just it forms a good basis for the for the control decks because you're able to cast blockers and just you just get to block and block and block and block until you get to resolve something stupid and kill them. Yeah, or ill-gotten inheritance i think that i think that's probably my favorite card over grasping thrall.
0: yeah i i think that, i think you're a little bit too high on that card oh god
1: uh, no no it's so good have you even played with that card have you played
0: i've played against a, a deck that had three copies of the card and i, I just trampled over it uh, in my my winner <sighs> box draft
1: Man, it's just so—it's just such a good card because you get to you get to just sit back and then,
0: like in um, the right deck for sure, and like if you mm-hmm. have if like I think if you're playing it in in a Rakdos deck with good spectacle cards, I think it's great. Yeah, this is the, this but is why I'm so high. I think it, it just needs to be in the in the right deck. I I don't it's, think it's a bad card, and would happily mm-hmm. play play one in any black deck I'm playing, but. I, I just think you're a little too high on it personally
1: oh man it's so good so, so it's good in the Rakdos decks because you get to just enable spectacle immediately yep. from from the beginning of your upkeep um, it's very good in the Orzhov decks where that just is your win condition yeah. so often because you just play like Imperial Solagarks and like things that just have afterlife so you just block and block and block or you have like the panther with that uh, you can pay a black to give death touch um, and you just have stuff like that we just blocking and then your uh, Illgod Inheritance as well as killing your opponent um also just keeps your life slightly higher because you keep blocking and then you have your spirit tokens keep blocking and then inheritance is getting you a life every turn
0: yeah
1: and you just get to stay in the game and just grind out and then just murder them yeah um and it's just it's been my win condition in so many decks it's or just, good it, it, it is definitely good or it just applies pressure on top so in your outdoor deck, you just you're instead of attacking for three every turn you're attacking for four because you get the inheritance hit yeah. as well it's just I, I love that card i think it's i think it's very good i think it's probably too powerful to be a common because if you stack them up they're just too good but i mean yeah maybe i, maybe I, 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 I disagree because. there i
0: think it's fine as a common but yeah it's fine can they're
1: <laughs> just too high so uh we move on to Rakdos. yeah I, um i have only drafted one Rakdos deck and it was just because i got past loads of skewer the critics yeah i was just like okay i'm just gonna burn my opponent out and murder them um it can just be really quick yeah definitely um and you get stuff like Firewheeler, where your cards are just so individually powerful that they're just dead.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's been it's been the girl that I've had the least practice with, that like I've yeah, done the least drafts of. Same, I've only drafted one uh, Rakdos deck myself, and it kind of went horrendously. But I I think like I've, <laughs> I've seen plenty of like decent Rakdos like deck lists, mm-hmm. um, that people drafted, and like again, like I think if you just get the right combination of cards. The deck just it just gets there it gets there very fast. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like we we have a
1: format where this sort of pretty fast aggro deck is is viable. Yeah. But then you can still have your like slow, Dudley
0: Azorius Esper control deck. Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, I, I I I like I like I think Spectacle is a very good mechanic.
0: Yeah, same. It's very, Again, very cool it's, it's just that thing of like you're going to be playing these cards anyway. here's a nice added bonus just for playing them.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and i mean you have commons that are skewer the critics and scorch mark yeah and get to the point i mean get to the point i'm not as high on because it feels a little bit too slow for what right wants to be doing yeah um but yeah it's just it it just it just has all and like you have blade juggler like i said like you just have good cards um where it just feels like you're outvaluing your opponent with how powerful your individual cards are yeah definitely the synergy doesn't really matter, your synergy is I want to kill my opponent, right, so you just play lots of good cards um, but I, I want to draft, I want to try and I mean, I'm doing a lot of arena drafts at the moment I'm almost certainly going to do two before I go to bed after recording yeah um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've, I I want to do some more Ragnostractors to see how it goes because it seems very very powerful, I've definitely lost yeah, it for sure.
0: I, think, I think that's the thing just about all of the the mechanics really, like they just reward you for playing the game yeah, definitely, and it just makes it more uh, just makes the
1: cards more powerful, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely agreed. So, Gruul. Gruul is. It's also. It's just good. Like Riot is just what Gruul want to be doing.
1: No, it's what Rados want to be doing. But we'll,
0: yeah, yeah, we probably. won't comment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah just the the, the the cards are just great. It's just it is. It's so Gruul. That's what I love about it. Yeah. It just it, it fits that sort of duality of like. Being able to just—if you want to just
0: smash your opponent and burn them as quick
1: as possible Gruul can yeah. definitely take that. If you just want to make big idiots and eventually get to smashing your opponent's face, that, in that's, that's fine.
0: It's—it's it's smash now? Question mark. Smash later? Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: That—that that is the entire thing. At um, some
0: point, you're going to smash. It just—you know—it's up to you whether you want to do that now or do you want to do it the next turn with bigger creature.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just been—I've—I've I've enjoyed all of the gruel decks that I've that I've drafted. Yeah. Um, Rhythm of the Wild is a busted magic card oh that is definitely definitely a card it's so stupid it's just when you get to stack up Riot yeah and you get to have two Riot triggers and you get to either make a massive creature or just kill them quicker
0: um, and being uncountable is actually vaguely relevant yeah I mean there's a uh, there's a what the deck for the future I think Rhythm of the Wild the really, Wild? I've been playing that in modern yeah yeah it's really bad Oh, it's, it, well it depends what you're playing it with in modern
1: uh, Vanifar
0: Ah, that's not Champion of Ronas. Champion of Ronas? What yeah. does Champion of
1: Ronas
0: do? Uh, Champion of Ronas. When you exert Champion of uh you may put a creature card from your hand on the battlefield. With Ribbon of the Wild, you get to do that on turn four and put an Embercall into play. Oh,
1: okay.
0: There's a there's a nice what the deck for the future. Oh, okay, okay. Let's
1: let's let's. <laughs> that sounds just terrible enough for me to be interested. I'm in. I'm in. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that that card is just very good and limited. And also, I think before the the update on Arena, the bots weren't drafting that card. Yeah, agreed. And I had I had a Gruul deck with a Domri and three Rhythm of the Wild. Ooh, nice. And some Wrecking Beasts and some just like Rendhorns and stuff. And it's just yeah. like, jeez. just gonna um, smash. Exactly. You just you just get to curve out and just have a great time. Yeah. Uh, Gru- Gruul is, but re- it's just been really good fun. Yeah, it seems good, definitely. Really scratches that itch of just smashing with big idiots. Yeah. Which is what I enjoyed when I first started playing Magic. Um, and then yeah Simic I think also the, the Gruul, Gruul plays into Simic very well Yeah. with the counters because Simic has, so obviously adapt is the main thing
0: and yeah. most of the adapt cards are just very good. You just get to use your mana so so efficiently like Absolutely. the fact that you can you can sit back and leave up some you know some sort of removal spell or some, like a counter spell or something and then if mm-hmm. they don't do anything or play anything relevant you just pump your mana into your creature. Yeah that's also the fact that you activated at instant speed, so there's just that threat of activation all the time. So you can you can be really aggressive if you want to and just mm-hmm. sort of get in, make some attacks, sort of force some trades. Yeah, it's just it's just so good. Yeah. Um, and you have
1: a lot of cards a lot of cards in Cynic that specifically care about one one counters. Yeah, a shock so crab like, at you. Yeah, exactly. Like a shock crab, um and then you have like stupid stuff like super bombs, Zagana, yeah. who cares about having a plus one plus one counter on your creature. You have, like, Lizrog.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, Trot's good.
1: I have been less impressed with that card, but I did get to make it an 11-11 yeah.
0: Lizrog, and it just felt really good. Yeah, uh, I good... played against a 16-16 a Lizrog at pre-release and kind of crumbled It's
1: the thing, like, obviously, so you get to live the dream where you've just activated loads of um, adapt creatures and you get to cast your Lizrog and then move all the counters onto your Lizrog and then activate it all again. Yeah. But by that time, you've probably almost certainly won the game, if that's yeah, the kind I'm of sure. stuff you're doing. But I've been impressed with Lizrog with the riot creatures specifically. Yeah. Like, choosing to make my Rencord into a 5-5 five five and then taking a counter and putting it on Lizrug and just making it another 5-5, five five but this one has Trample and still having a 4-4 four four yeah. has been has been very good. Sounds fantastic. Uh, yeah, and you, obviously you've got, like, uh, the Combine Guild Mage who moves counters and nonsense like that. Um, I just... Simic has been, been really good fun, And I've I've drafted, like, stupid Wilderness Reclamation, Frilled Mystic, Adapt deck, yeah. uh, which was just a, an absolute blast. Um, Aeromonculus is stupid. Crab is Crab is stupid.
0: Frodmasstick is stupid. Uh, yeah, they're just like they're all powerful, efficient creatures. But because everybody is doing is because everybody's being rewarded for playing the game, you just it just doesn't feel like it's too busted or too unfair. No, it absolutely all not. It feels just, just nicely balanced, and I, I think thing. that's the best thing about this draft format.
1: That's the thing like, I've drafted like the absolute nut Simic deck. And being like, I can't can't possibly lose, I can't possibly lose. And it feels so powerful. And then my opponent, who's playing like Orzhov or Rakdos, is like doing something so equally powerful that it feels very balanced. So you get to feel like you're playing powerful magic. Yeah. But your opponent isn't just completely crushed by your stupid deck. Yeah, for sure. That's been really good. Um Yeah, it, it's, it's all the all the guilds are really good. The gates the deck is really good. Um I know we've been running on quite a long time. Yeah, we have. <laughs> but just you get to do some like really fun stuff and, and you can like draft a the, the wilderness reclamation deck which is terrible yeah and you can just play with these individually very very powerful cards that I've enjoyed playing with so much and I've honestly enjoyed this probably as much as Dominaria
0: I I think I have as well I think I've enjoyed it as much as Dominaria uh, I think it's it's a very different experience uh, yeah, I I think I do like them equally but I think mm-hmm. the so the things I enjoyed about Dominaria were the obviously like a lot of like the the nostalgia style cards and like the the themes of the cards and the setting plays into it really well in dominaria mm. uh, again i think the the balancing was was quite spot on with dominaria everything felt balanced yeah and also the power level i really enjoyed the power level yeah all of like the legendary creatures at uncommon i think was absolutely fantastic and the fact that you got to see so many different awesome cool splashy bomby things in, in pretty much every game you played mm-hmm. was really fun yeah but I, I feel like with, with this format you just have you just have more consistent games
1: definitely and I think obviously so like we are saying about Guilds of Ravnica the draft is still it's still on rails yeah definitely like, you know you sort of you take a few good Simic cards and you're just like okay I'm going to take Simic but with um, with Guilds of Ravnica you drafted it? Yeah. and you're just like okay I'm going to take the best Is it card in this pack yeah. I am not punished for not taking the best card. No, I'm not punished for taking the best card. I should have taken a more interesting card that would have made my deck better rounded. You just took the hypothesis or because it was stupid.
0: Yeah, it was very much just what, find your lane and stay in it and don't really think yeah. about anything else. Whereas this
1: this format feels slightly different. So you're in Rails, so like you take some Simic cards and you draft Simic, but you're still rewarded for making different picks and not taking the obviously good card, yeah. taking the card that works better in your deck. So like... You take and like taking flyers and taking cards that are good at, uh, at, on defense as well as they are on uh, on offense, and being able to, like, so cynic so, specific, like, leverage your um, threat of activation of adapt by playing, like, maybe a counter spell or like playing instant speed removal, yeah, and stuff like that. And, and I think that's it's been a lot more interesting, but the deck building has been a lot more fun, yeah, for sure. And the games have definitely been a lot more fun because everything feels more powerful, but you still get to do stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, and I still get
0: to kill my opponent with ill-gotten inheritance. And that feels really good. Yeah, I agree. I just think the format's great. I'm probably going to draft it as much as possible in paper, definitely. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how much that will be, but yeah, I'm definitely going to try to attend a draft whenever possible. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: was before before we end yeah because I have I, I could talk about this honestly all day yeah I, I agree I was playing I was playing on, on a Wednesday night draft and uh I drafted so I drafted this esper deck and I was playing my third round I was 1-1 because I just lost the flyers and I beat Simic
0: yeah
1: drafted against like a jund like very firmly jund not yeah. just like rules splashing or rat splashing like a jund it was just like playing just some creatures that were fine like just some respectable creatures and then just had like every combat trick yeah like I can't, because honestly, like it's something I feel like I've forgotten about. Like I don't, I rarely respect combat tricks in this format, because they seem so few and far between.
0: Oh, they're they definitely there though.
1: Yeah, but if you just get the uncommon Gruel Split Card, which has Colossus on it, yeah, and it gets plus four, plus two, and trample, you just lose. And there's there's a couple of red ones where they get like plus two and first. I got like honestly, I can't remember the names of the cards because I just I've seen them that that through. But that that deck is so good. I was, like, playing with my Grasping trolls and am like, oh, I'm just going to outvalue. And then I just get blown out by being attacked for 10 out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so that deck is definitely real. And you can do that. Like, the three-color decks are fine. The splash decks are fine. The four-color deck is fine. It's just, it's just been such, a, such a, a pleasure to draft, honestly.
0: Awesome. Um, so before we go, sum it up in one sentence oh jesus no just,
1: I, no honestly I just think there's there's a lot of there's just there's just a lot of play to it like that's uh, oh, gold cards are good that's I think that's yeah, how gold, gold cards are good sure gold cards are great that's my that's my that's my review of uh, Ravnica Origins yeah. I just think like
0: Ravnica forever
1: Ravnica's so like so good it's such a yeah. good play it's such a shame that Selesnya was so bad <laughs> but you know I'm okay with Simic they're my backup
0: yeah sure awesome so I think it's pretty much all we have time for this week um I know we've we've kind of gone on longer than we we usually do uh, uh, for a fair bit over that hour, but it just feels really good to talk positive about something. I know we have been fairly oh, negative definitely. recently, and mm-hmm. kind of want to reinforce that we love magic. We really, really love this limited format, yeah. And I, yeah, I think would highly recommend playing it to anybody who hasn't played it yet. Uh, go on the LGS. Give it a draft. If you haven't got a store or can't get to an FNM for a draft, or if your store doesn't fire draft for whatever reason, go check it out on Arena. Definitely, like it's it's worth the the five thousand gold investment or the whatever it costs in gems. Don't at me. I'm a free to play player.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I've managed to I've managed to go sort of optimal on drafts as well. Like I've paid for two drafts and I've drafted about fifteen times on Arena.
0: Yeah, because
1: I've been able to like you know constantly go sort of six whatever. Yeah. Yeah, get on a, get an Arena and draft it, because just, you just get to good. that. Oh, God, I need to stop talking. But <laughs> we have, like, so the best of one means you get to draft more often. Yeah. Because you, you, you draft your deck, and then you play, you know, I mean, zero to, maybe you play like three to seven games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you don't have to do the sideboard. This is where a best of one is great, because I like, just they get to draft again, and that's what I want to do. I just want to constantly draft. Um,
0: yeah, I, I agree. I definitely felt that way about, about Dominaria, and I'm feeling that way about this too but mm-hmm. well, the gameplay's great but I just want to draft all the time because yeah. drafting is so much fun and so rewarding anyway <laughs> yeah so that's pretty much all we have time for this week once again if you want to get in touch hit us up on social media uh, I am at Peach Garden Oath on Twitter that's over with an F or Joe Loudon on Facebook you'll find me in any of the magic groups mm-hmm. yeah
1: I am uh, Snail69 on
0: Twitter nice come and have an argument with me yeah uh, or you can follow Hour of Devastation at at cast on Twitter or Facebook search Hour you Devastation you'll find us or again if you're in any of the amateur groups, you'll probably see us at some point as well mm-hmm. once again we are approaching the second hour the God Pharaoh has returned so we'll see you again next week on Hour Devastation